This is Gramercy, the podcast that highlights the stories of those who live and work on the margins of society. I'm your host, Corey Malat. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Welcome to Season 1. This season highlights the stories of immigrants and refugees from all around the world, as well as some organizations that work with and for these beautiful people. If you've ever wondered what it was like growing up in a refugee camp, then you'll be intrigued by my courageous guest today. Tiku was born and raised in a refugee camp in Thailand for 14 and a half years. She is ethnically Karen, originally from Burma. Christian Karen are a persecuted minority and driven from their homeland. Many of the ethnic cultures from Myanmar refer to their country as Burma still. Even the U.S. Department of State uses Myanmar and Burma interchangeably. So if you're confused, it's okay. I am too sometimes. T's story is tragic and beautiful, all at the same time. During our conversation, I took a cautious path asking T about her experiences in the refugee camp. You have to be sensitive to tread lightly and follow the interviewee's lead. Most camp residents have experienced horrors too heavy to bear, yet alone voice. Trauma is a given, yet T graciously pulled back the curtain and allowed us an inside peek into the realities of living in a refugee camp. I was curious to learn more about the Karen ethnic group from Burma. I found a fantastic website from the Karen Organization of Minnesota. I'd like to read to you a little of their history that will serve you well as you listen to T's story. The Karen people began to inhabit what eventually became Burma about 2,000 years ago. They traveled from Tibet and China and settled largely in the hills bordering the eastern mountainous region of Burma. In the 8th and 9th centuries, the Burmese also began migrating to the area north of what is now the Karen state. Ethnic groups around this region include the Mon, Shan, Thai, Burmese, and Karen. When the British colonized Burma in 1886, these groups all became part of Burma. With the arrival of the British colonists to Burma, the Karen people hoped to escape oppressive rule under the Burmese. Tensions between the two groups reached a high point during World War II when the Karen sided with the British and the Burmese fought with the Japanese. Burma achieved independence from the British in 1948, but the Karen people were not granted rights to their own land and the Burmese once again became the dominant ethnic group. The military regime established in 1962 continues to oppress the Karen and other ethnic groups in Burma today. Burmese soldiers terrorize Karen villages every dry season by burning their villages, killing or torturing civilians, and raping women and girls. Many Karen must flee across the border to refugee camps in neighboring Thailand. Life in the refugee camps is difficult and uncertain. The Thai government can reduce funding for or even simply shut down the refugee camps at will, leaving the refugees with very few options. Refugees are not allowed to venture outside the crowded camps and can be arrested by Thai police if caught. They must instead try to work and support themselves inside the camps while applying for resettlement to another country, which can take many years. 70% of Karen are Buddhist, Buddhist animist, or animist. About 20-30% to are Christian. In T's case, her parents converted to Christianity, which forced them to flee over the border for their lives. Here is her story. 
My name is T. I'm from um, Thailand. I was born in Thailand, but my parents, they're from Burma. Um, I've been in America about almost 10 years now. T, I am so thankful you are joining me today. Mm -hmm, I can't you. wait to get to know you and mm -hmm. hear your story. So, are you an immigrant, a refugee, or an asylum seeker? So, I'm a refugee. Okay. Yes. So, I become a citizen last year. Congratulations. Yes. That's a hard feat. Yes. <laughs> I know. I've and seen... I'm so happy after, you know, all the years because in my family, none of them become citizens right now because they don't speak any English. My parents, they don't know how to speak English. They just know like basic, like, how are you? Mm -hmm. Where are you going? Things like that. But other than that, they don't know so But I'm glad that I become the first citizen in the family. Well, it's always easier for the younger people to yes. pick up the language, right. isn't it? Yes. Did you already know English when you no, moved here? No, 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 you no. You didn't? How many languages do you speak? So I speak, um, my first language will be um, Korean, and okay. my second language will be um, Burmese. But sometimes I do understand some Burmese and Thai, and uh, yeah, English, so I mean three or four languages I speak. Okay. Yeah. That always impresses me so much. <laughs> I wish I could speak more than one. Yeah, when I came here, I didn't speak any English at all. So back home, we will go to school, but we will like learn English, but we don't really speak it in there in our school uh, because our school is like jungle type where we don't really see like foreigner people and you don't really talk to other people who speak English and we only use Korean most of the time. Mm -hmm. and But we can read. Sometimes we don't really understand what's what you're reading. Yeah, what's yeah. The, what it is mean. But it's really hard for us to talk to people when we see some foreigner go there and then we want to talk to them in English. But we don't really know how because mm -hmm. we don't really speak English much. Yeah, and then when I got here, it was my first year, so I got also new to the city and American, and also the place is not the same like back home mm -hmm. because back home is like jungle tree mm -hmm. everything bird flying things like that but here not you the would, same it, yeah it's not the same and then here you will see like like all kind of people like different from like different culture and they yes. also speak different languages and it's so very new to me and then when I go to school and then I saw like all different type of people from different culture and background different languages and then I be, I'm surprised because we never saw that in back home in my country. Yeah. So it's very new. And then sometimes people will ask me, the teacher, because I was new to school, the teacher will ask me, hi, how are you? And I don't know how to answer him back because I don't know what's that mean. Yes. <laughs> so I just stay and sit and quiet mm -hmm. and just silence. Yeah, but I have some friends who, you know, be in the American like what a few years and then so they will help me to translate, be my translator. <laughs> well and adjust to yeah. the culture. I mean it's massive culture shock, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Even if there's some things you like, like mm -hmm. it sounds like you liked the diversity of people. All right. It's still overwhelming and mm -hmm. scary. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um could you educate me a little bit about the difference between mm -hmm. Karen, mm -hmm. Kareni? Mm -hmm. I've I've met people That's from right. both mm -hmm. ethnicities. Mm -hmm. um, um, is it a, a an ethnicity that lives in Burma? Is that what it is? Yes. And how are they different? Yes. Um, so in Burma, it's like they have a lot of small, small states for 
um, different cultures. So like I'm Korean, and there's some Koreanese. They also have some Kche, Kyan, Dochin, all mm -hmm. those type of thing. But all those people, they all also live in Burma, but they also have their own language. Mm -hmm. So they have their own language. But so if I'm Korean, I speak Korean, and they're Kchein, they speak Kchein. But we we don't understand each other language. Wow. Our Koreani also. We don't understand each other language, but the main language that we speak the most in Burma is Burmese. So everyone, so even if they're Kachin, Kyan, Karen, Kreni, we will use um, Burmese so that we can understand each other. But if we use our own language, none of us will understand wow. each other. Yeah. Is there a lot of divisions between each of the different cultures and the different states, or mm -hmm. are they? Do they get along mostly? Yeah, we'll all get along together. Okay, yes, good. But, but it's just keeping mm -hmm. that um, ancestry and history alive. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for explaining that to me. <laughs> yes. I've always thought Karen and Kareni were like brother sister almost. I thought they were super <laughs> yeah. similar because the names yes, are similar. Yes, they also they do look similar. Also, the culture, the way um, they dress, mm -hmm. it do look very similar. But I don't even know how to speak their language. No, like, that's incredible. Yes, not even like hello, how are you? I don't know how to speak that. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes, they may see like very similar. Or if you saw their the way their culture, the way they dress, mm -hmm. because it kind of look very similar, mm -hmm. but. It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> Thank you for educating yes. me. That has been a question I have had mm -hmm. for a long time. So mm -hmm. that is excellent. Yeah. Um, so you were born in Thailand. Yes. Um, but your parents continued giving you your Burmese and your yes. Karen culture, yes. correct? Yes. yes. So when you were in Thailand, mm -hmm. were you only surrounded by other Karen or were you surrounded by Thai and mm -hmm. other Burmese refugees? Yes. Um, in Thailand, I saw about a lot of people like Karen, okay. um, Burmese, Muslim like people from Thailand, those type of things, like around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in that area, and also Bokaran, if you never heard about that, Bokaran. Bokaran. Yes. I have not heard of Bokaran. Yes, Are they also from Burma? Yes, they're also from Burma. <laughs> Thank you. I'm yes. learning so much today. Yes. This is excellent. Yes, they're also from Burma. And all those area, we all people speak different languages. So because we in that area, we heard a lot, every time we heard different languages. So that's that's how we catch up and mm -hmm. learn to. Oh, this person speak that language. Oh, this person this speak that mm -hmm. language. And then that's how we learn to speak another language. So by just listening. Yes, just by listening and you talk to them. It. Yes, talk to them also. And in our school, we also learn like Burmese, but now most of the time we don't really. Uh, learn Bokaran. Bokaran is like maybe in, on the north side, a little bit there, but it's okay. not really that far. Okay. But yes, for my parents, they all speak Bokaran. And my grandma as well, my sister and my brother. But they didn't teach me Bokaran, so I don't they really didn't. know. How. Yeah. Okay. But I do understand some of it, but I don't really know how to speak or tell them, but I do understand more of the time what they say. Yeah. Um, well, I want to go backtrack a little bit and mm -hmm. go back to kind of some of your parents' history. Yeah. What made your parents want to leave Burma? So in, in that time, my parents lived in Burma. It's very hard living in Burma and also long time in their history and generation. That time, um, only people in there, they were like, it's about the religion. They only, they were like, um, Christian there, but because more people that they were like Buddhist. So at that time, in their generation, if people were Christian, they can't be in 
the area so because so people will Burmese army soldier will go and you know kill them so that's how my parents because in that village where he my parents live they were the only Christian in there so they ran out out of the Burma camp and come to um, Thailand camp so yeah. it was discrimination based yes. on their religion yes because they were the only Christian in that village at that time and most people were there like um, Buddhist and were Buddhist. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, were there lots? Were there Christian missionaries in Burma? Yes. Is that how they came mm -hmm. to be Christian? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, at that time, my dad stayed in Burma. He told me the story that there's one pastor that live in Thailand camp where I was born. Born called Mela Camp. Mm -hmm. uh, so he went there, and they they have a Christian missionary. So he go there, and then my dad decided to become a Christian, and that that's how they say that. They told my dad that so if you want helps, we will help you to get out of here, okay. and we will bring you to the Thailand in a camp, refugee camp, there, so you can stay there, and it will be safer for you and your family. So, that's so he point. knew the risk he was taking when yes. he chose to change his religion. Yes, because yes. it is a minority; like nobody there yes. is anything but no. Buddhist. Yeah, just but but Buddhist. Still, right now in that village, most people stay Buddhist in there. Buddhist, not Christian. We just can't relate to that here yes. in the United States. Mm -hmm. I mean, people might not like you because yes. you choose to be a different religion, exactly. but they're not trying to kill you, yes. usually. Mm -hmm. But there, they would do. It, it, even right now, right now, the Burmese soldier still, they don't like the people like small states, like mm -hmm. small state people there. Mm -hmm. Right now, they still want to take all over the Burmese state, only for them, for the Burmese people, but not for the, like, Different state like Korean, Korean, mm -hmm. Qing, Kuyan, all that must make you thing. so sad. Yes, that they want to kick out all those people and they take the whole country by themselves. So that's why all the you see in different state and you will see like different mm -hmm. Burma mm -hmm. from live there 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 because they can live there because of the murder of the mm -hmm. family, torture, mm -hmm. discrimination and mm -hmm. rape and all those type of thing. Yeah. That's got to be devastating to yes. be forced to leave your homeland and mm -hmm. never be able to go back yes. to what you know, what was yes. norm, at least for your parents yes. and, and their generation. Why mm -hmm. are you referring to it as Burma and mm -hmm. the media refers to it as Myanmar? Yes. It's the same same? You can say each one and it's yes. the same? So were you born in a refugee camp? Yes, you were. Did you live in a refugee camp? Yes, for how I was. Long? I was born and raised in a refugee camps for what fourteen and a half years, that long. And then my wow. dad come to the U.S. after I've been there for fourteen years. And so, tell me what daily life was like. What was it like mm. growing up in a refugee camp? It's really hard growing up in refugee camps um, at that time. As I remember, when I was a little childhood, teenage age, it's really hard because at that time my dad want want me to go want me to go to school and he want to send me to go to school and and to be able to go to school you have to pay you know for every so even uh, in a refugee camp yes you have to pay you go to kindergarten school you have to pay for the school feed first grade second grade third all those type of you know to you graduate you always have to pay also. We also have to pay, but then my dad, he's the only one in the family that make money for me to go to school so that he can pay me for the school bill and all that. But it's also hard for me to earn money as well. 
and to go to school, some we have to walk. So it's maybe like we will go to school around eight. We our school will start eight o'clock, and then we have to walk to school one hours. Walk at lunchtime. Yes, An walk hour one. Walk. Yes, one hour to get to school. We're walking. We get we in the get, same refugee camp or outside of the camp. Yes, because the school is like a, we live like almost on top of the mountain. Oh my goodness! <laughs> on top of the mountain, like in the camp, and that the school is like cl- almost close to the city. The markets, everything where mm-hmm. you know you saw a lot of like stuff, and so we have to walk, walk to school. And then after that lunch time, we will go home again, eat lunch. And then after eating, after lunch, well, then we come back again, walk to the school again for one hour. I cannot yes. comprehend what you're saying. Yeah, I can't imagine any American child doing that. Yes. You have to really want your education. Yes, yes. All all of my friends. So when the school is finished, every time we have to go back to school, go back to school, walk again. And then go back forth, back and forth by walking one hour and one hour. So it almost takes like, what, two or three hours a day for that to get so to school. So education is very important to Yes, you. very important. Because mostly in our village, nobody, our parents, they don't know how to read and write. So they want us, as a younger child, to grow up, have a better future. So to go to school better, learn, and yeah, become more mm-hmm. educated in the future so that everything will be much easier for us. Not like so that we don't have to be like them. It's so hard for them to yes. be able to read and write things like that. Yeah. So they're pinning all their hopes, yes. and dreams on you to yes. help better everything. Yes. Yes. Which you can understand. Mm-hmm. Wow, what choices parents have to make. Yes. And so your dad worked really hard to yes. be able to give you that yes. opportunity. Yes. He worked really hard. Wow. So. When you weren't walking back and forth to school, yes. What were, what was it like at home? Did you do you have to purchase mm-hmm. a house, or is it more of like mm-hmm. a, a tent dwelling? Is mm-hmm. it? Tell me what the refugee camp was like. I can't picture anything right. in my head. Um. So um, the house is like it's not really like you see in an apartment. Mm-hmm. It's more nicer than the way we used to live. It's like a, a tent. It's like made of baboon. And, and wood and the the top to cover the the roof is where we live. That's how it is. So every like maybe two or three years we have to change us to another wood because it would the longest you stay in that old tent because it would be bad because you know it, in Thailand there's a lot of snow uh, there's a lot of rainy so so when it, the wood and the bamboo get too much mm-hmm. you know, they get mold and yeah they get, yeah all those type of things that's why we have to get another wood to rebuild a new one get a new bamboo get a new leaf to build to stay in the tent it's not really a house rebuild yeah. your dwelling every three years yes every three years or two years every years must, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah or some people have to do it like every year because they still it's not really that big it's just yes. small tent and in that small tent we will live like many people my family my parents will live there my sister my brother-in-law and my uh, niece also as well so all the family members we Everybody's stay in that yeah we in the one in room and in one room and in that small little tent <laughs> it's like a oh tent. my goodness mm-hmm. close quarters yes where there are very many arguments no, we no. all live, yeah, we all do, so Monday we do their own thing, my sister will do her own thing, and I do my own thing, mm-hmm. go to school, take care of my baby mm-hmm. needs, help my sister cook, 
wash clothes more yeah. for my parents, things like that. Yeah. So all the basic things are so mm-hmm. hard, just like um, doing laundry and cooking. Yes. What, what is that like as far as... Um, since there's obviously no running mm-hmm. water and there's no yes. electricity, yes. what do you do for cooking and what do you do mm-hmm. for washing clothes? Okay, so um, for washing clothes, this we just go to the river. Sometimes we have a river where the water is everywhere and also a wheel that close to our um, tent. We go get water there and then pour it in, in the very big buckets and then we can use it for a shower and for washing clothes or something. When it is summer times, it's very hard to get water in a wheel because it's the water is really hard to come out and also a lot of our neighbor don't have water. So we have to wait our take our turn so to so it's like you next and after then mm-hmm. you it's like we have mm-hmm. like one, two, three, four. So you get like one bucket of the water and then the next one you get one bu- big bucket. Like same say we have to um make it like similar and also like the same yes so that nobody will get like argue each other why you get the big one why you I get the small one uh-huh. things like that so that's what we have to do when it is summertime we have to share together make it like so everyone we get like equally not like the one yes so you get more water than me why gets less water than you things like that so, so you're not going to live peacefully if yes that's happening yes. so there was no well yes there is well but it's the water is hard to Oh, for it's hard for it to oh, right. rise. Yes. Yeah, so to rise. isn't there a rainy season in Thailand? Yes. So when, I can't imagine when, mm-hmm. how wonderful things are. After. Yeah, when it's a rainy season, oh my gosh, everybody's so happy because we get the clothes, we wash our clothes very, you know, we can use water and wherever we want, uh-huh. you know, for washing or cooking or those type of things so mm-hmm. that we don't have to fight over each other, th- mm-hmm. over the water, things mm-hmm. like that. Or mm-hmm. sometimes when it's... Sometimes when it's summertime, it's really hard. Sometimes when we don't have water, we have to go get water again. It's like almost a one hour and a half to go back and forth to just to fulfill the water just for showering and cooking. No, and the there's not even for the um, washing, doing laundry. Not even for that. Yeah, just only for take yourself, give yourself a shower and cooking and just for the men. You have to go for like an hour and a half to get that water. Every family would do that. Every family would do that for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Yes, for years. We just and don't years. know how good we have it. Yes. Sometimes do you like pinch yourself now that you're here? Like I can just turn on the faucet. Exactly. I can just go into the shower yes. whenever I want. Mm-hmm. We just don't know the reality mm-hmm. of and the hardship of living yes. in refugee camps. Yes. Um. So okay, the second question: How did you cook? I imagine. Mm-hmm. Wood was pretty scarce, so yes. did you use coal or wood, uh, or mm-hmm. how did you cook? Okay, so uh, we use, mostly we use wood. Also, sometimes we use little small pieces of wood. We just cut it in small pieces, and then we just use light, lighter, mm-hmm. just use that, and then we just put the um, the wood ashes that stay left over, and then we just use it for cooking. And those those type of things is for my brother-in-law. He will... Um, good so that was his job. Wood. Yeah, his job to go get wood for uh-huh. us to cook. Uh-huh. Did you get to eat three meals a day? Some, sometimes you go only. We'll only get one meal for lunch or morning or dinner, for just only one day. meal for the whole day. Sometimes like that, and sometimes we just eat rice, just only rice. There's nothing, nothing no else. salt, no veggie, no uh, fish can. No uh, fish, 
uh, fish fry, none mm-hmm. of those, just, just only rice. rice and by just, itself, it's not very filling, yes, is it? Yes, just one rice by itself and sometimes just a little bit of salt. Oh my yes. goodness, what we take for granted. Mm-hmm. And you had to walk back and forth for yes. two to three hours a day on yes. just rice. <laughs> yes. Wow, you're such a strong woman. <laughs> um, so in a lot of refugee camps, mm-hmm. I know, well, not a lot. I've heard that in some refugee camps, yes. the UNHCR mm-hmm. gives food to yes. a lot of the people. Yes. Was that the case? Yes. So you have like a, a monthly allowance of food? Yes. Okay. Yes, UNHCR will help us. That was like when um, probably I was turning like eight or nine. There, That's when UNHCR started helping the refugee people. But still, sometimes, because there's so much refugee in the village, sometimes still not enough for us to eat. Mm. And they would give us, like, a rice, sometimes oil, sometimes beans. We can't use, because they only give that once a month. And we have, like, in refugee camp, sometimes we have so many family members, big family members, and we get so, sometimes small food, so we just share enough to pass by one month or sometime mm-hmm. we run out of very fast and then mm-hmm. we just go to um, our neighbor house and ask it for helps to mm-hmm. give us some more rice so mm-hmm. then next time when we get we will paint them back mm-hmm. things like that yep. man did you guys have a garden or was there space for a garden no there's no, no place no for space. that but um so also when it's re- um winter not really winter, rainy over there mm-hmm. in thailand re- uh, rainy we were happy also because at that time we have veggie that grow up in the jungle oh. because we can go and get it. Wild vegetables. Yes. Nice. Yes. We have like small baby shoots, small top, all different type of um, mm-hmm. veggie that we can eat at the mountain jungle. So mm-hmm. we, me and my friends will go there so that we can go get some veggie and then we don't have to pay. So we were happy for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would be. Yes. <laughs> Did... um. Did you guys have any festivals that you celebrated? Was there any time of celebration mm-hmm. and enjoyment? It sounds like it was always hard work and, and mm-hmm. struggling, but were yes. there any happy or good times? Yes, there is. Um, for In our village, where we have a lot of Korean people in there. We do our um, Korean New Year's once a year. Even though we don't have anything, but all of, all of us in the village, we help each other to make that festival for the Korean New Year's a big party for all of us so that we stay do those every once a year just even just a little small amount of uh-huh. money food or veggie or meat we share so mm-hmm. we will share and that will make, make that for the new years and and also the other christmas mm-hmm. we also bought small little presents for each one of us mm-hmm. those two big festivals it's it's it, everyone happy when that happened because everyone's like enjoying and sing together yeah. and light. We use candle all the over there. We don't have light, so we only use candle every night, every day. We only use candle. We go by candle and we light it up. Yeah, we wow. use and we sing. But it's important to keep those festivals yes. and just to remem- remind yourself. Yes. Of- your history and yes. that life is still progressing. Yes. And you're alive. Uh-huh. Oh my. Now I want to ask you another few questions about mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have computers or internet and all that mm-hmm. at school? No, we don't have any of those um, in refugee camp. Just a paper and pen only we have. No phones? No, no cell phone. phones? No, no cell phone, no nothing. I didn't have my myself a cell phone until I turned 18. 
So you were already here. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, so you until... never had you never heard or seen the internet or computers. Over there we do see like we do see, we don't really see like a small laptop, like a computer like this. Uh-huh. We only see like a small little screen like T V. Uh-huh. That's like what maybe only like this small. Mm-hmm. Um we were saw we'll go to our friend's house, neighbor, but and when we saw those because sometimes we want to watch like T V too, mm-hmm. you know, but when our friends never open the TV, we would be like almost all the village will go there and watch the TV because we were so happy. We never, yeah. none of us really have those type of TV. Yeah. And yeah, we would just use for study. We just use candle. Uh-huh. Uh, if sometimes if we have an exam, we just use, we just go buy a bunch of candles so that we can study for the exam. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And did the school provide the books and the paper and the pens yes. and all that? Mm-hmm. Yes, the school provide for for those pen and books. Um, also, that's why we, our parents, have to pay for school every year when we go, so that so that they we have to pay for the teacher mm-hmm. to pay off the stuff for us, book and pen. So was everybody in your refugee camp mm-hmm. also Christian? Yes, mostly are Christian and also um, Buddhist. Right now, both. Yeah, both. And everybody still got along. Yes, everybody got along. Well, that's either. good news. Yes. So moving from the refugee camp mm-hmm. to the United States, what yes. was that like? Oh my goodness, it's a very big change, but for us, because in refugee camp, you never see plane. You never see plane, and thinking about to go to a different country, we're also scared, scared of the airplane because we never get to ride airplane. I imagine. <laughs> yes, me, <laughs> uh, my, my dad told me that he was thinking like, when we get into airplane, what are we going to do? Is the airplane going to fall down in the middle of, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of ocean? Mm-hmm. If that happened, what are we going to do? And also, we don't know how to speak English. We don't know how to communicate to people. <laughs> so we got scared. I bet you were very scared. Yes, we got very scared. And also, we also think about that, get in the U.S., it's a new place, it's a new home, and... We don't know how many like we, how many people we're gonna meet there. If there are there any um, people from our ethnicity, you know, who mm-hmm. speak Korean, mm-hmm. anybody, our our neighbor, anybody who speak any Korean or things like that. If something happen, what are we going to do? Yeah, all those type of worry yeah. thing happening yeah. there. But but we we just to stay strong. So we believe that as everything that we plan planning will happen, really, you know, in God hands. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then we will be peace and everything will be taken care of. Yeah, that's better than worrying. Yes. That's yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. So what was the reaction for your family when your mm-hmm. dad found out that you guys were able to leave the refugee camp and move to my, the United States? Um, my dad's very happy. He said that it's going to be a very big change for, for our family, for us, and also for me as well because he wanted to me have a better future not the same as he to sacrifice every meal for every f- mm-hmm. everything that you know just to eat mm-hmm. just to sleep all those type of things so that he was very very happy there so yes he would go there and leave mm-hmm. yeah so you were in the refugee camp for 14 and a half years yes the whole your whole life you've yes. never seen anything other than that you no. never went back to burma never ever, went because yeah. it would have been mm-hmm. a life sentence you would have never yes. come home probably yes. right mm-hmm. 
So what were the first few days of, mm-hmm. like, what did you expect when you got to the United States? And mm-hmm. what were the first few days mm-hmm. like? Yes, um, when we got here for the first few days, we got surprised. Very, very big surprise. At that time when we come, because it's winter, it's January, and there's a lot of snow. And then we saw snow outside. My, me and my dad was very curious. We, we'd be thinking, like, what's that white thing outside you there? Never saw snow. Never saw snow. Oh <laughs> so it was our goodness. first time saw snow. Uh-huh. And then we were very curious. My dad was like, what's that thing out there in, in, in a dark place? It's very white. It's everywhere. And it's very cold. And then and the, we get in our house, and there's one of our neighbors. Um, they live there, so a neighbor. So because my, my manager's, case manager's, also Karen, so he put us in a place where we have our neighbor as Karen. Oh, good. Yes, we come in, and then they come here, and then they help us. Uh-huh. And, and then they told us uh, they just, that there is the snow, you know, things like that. They and taught they also, you. Yeah, they told us, and then they also teach us, like, how to close the door, how to turn on the hot water, how to turn on the kitchen, the mach- the kitchen machine, how to turn on the lights, which way where where the switch is left or right, and the hot water, the hot water is on the left or on the right side, how to pull down the blindfold, all those stuff. They, they teach us everything because we don't know. Wow. <laughs> So everything, every single thing yes. is new for you. Yes, every single day is new. It's like, we'll be like, oh, that thing, that, 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 when you close it, that's how you have to do it. Oh, that thing, the light, that's how you have to turn it off. So, so your like brain that. must have been exhausted. <gasps> yes. All these yes. Uh-huh. So you said you had a case manager. Mm-hmm. With what organization? What organization welcomed you into yes. Colorado? They, mm-hmm, they call ACC. ACC, it's, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's how. Because before we got here, one my, my older brother, he also got here first. Oh, he and did? Okay. Yes, my older brother got here first, and then my brother decided to come here since my older brother here. He think that it would be easier since one of our family members already got here. Mm-hmm. But still, we don't even live really that close. We live far, so... <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't really help you adjust to the state, yes. did he? <laughs> yes, so we just have uh, a sense our case manager is Karen as well, so she give us a place where we are close to Korean people community uh-huh. so our Korean community help us. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well your community helped you in the refugee camp. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that they would help yes. you here too. Yes. That's awesome that mm-hmm. you are so close. It's such a communal yes. um, group of people. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's like what what happens to one, what affects one affects everybody. Exactly. That's yes. beautiful. That's very different from most Americans, isn't it? Yes. I think that's something positive we Mm -hmm. can learn from your culture. Uh Yeah. How long did it take Mm -hmm. you to understand all these new things and feel like you actually could fit in here and you could Mm -hmm. start going to school and doing things? How long was that process for you? Yes. It took me like um, a few, two or three years to get used to it. Wow, that's a long time. Yes to the American culture, because mm-hmm. when I got here, I'm, I, I'm not really that talkative person. I was very quiet, I go to school, I just mm-hmm. stay in my room, mm-hmm. because I don't understand what, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't understand what they say. The, go to school, make some friend, and I get used to other culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll take me a few Yeah, it takes yeah. a couple yeah, to get used to it. Yes. And were you taking um, like ESL classes at school? Yes. At the same time? My first year taking ESL class mm-hmm. at school in mm-hmm. high school because when the fr- that's the first years and second years when we got here, 
when people don't really speak any English, that's when they took us to ESL class mm -hmm. to teach us how to speak English. Mm -hmm. So this is when people communicate things like that. So, so after so. you started feeling more confident with English, yes. things started getting better. Yes. Yeah. So that I can communicate with other people, foreign, uh -huh. talk to my friends who from different country, things uh -huh. like that. So you graduated high school. Yes. And then did you get a chance to go on to college? So after high school, I, um, I just studied as working here with the project with more as a dental assistant. Uh -huh. And then after a few years, I didn't go to college for that, but I took a break for a while and then after okay. a while and then after I become more like understand about the dental assistant program and all of those type of things and then I just went back to school. It called Peking Technical College okay. just to go get a certificate and then I just go back there to get a certificate for dental assistant and then Fantastic. Yeah. So how did you get the job at Project Worthmore? Tell me about that. Yes. Um, and then, so it was like a few after get used to the American culture and in mm -hmm. high school, senior year or sophomore years, mm -hmm. I got very sick. I got very sick and then um, I got uh, cancer, leukemia, so I have to stay in the children's hospital oh, for no. six months. Yes. And right I, after you moved here? Yes, after I've been living right like three years three years and then oh I got sick, goodness. very sick, so. While you were still in high school? Yes. So while that I'm still prolonged high school for you? Yes. You okay. Yes. After that, and then I didn't go to school while I got sick, so I just stayed in the mm -hmm. hospital for six months mm -hmm. and then come back and then after that, um, one of um, Project Worthmore, um Christian mm -hmm. missionary people, mm -hmm. they come to my dad place and at the time I was at home so they go there they talk and then they saw me and after six months I got discharged so my hair will be bald there's no hair and very oh. skinny so project with mom uh, Frank and Caroline Nello saw me saw me there and then they because that time my at home my dad's are also very 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 hard for him also that's why imagine. yeah it's very hard for him and he become like kind of got addicted to drinking, mm -hmm. too much work mm -hmm. in the family's house, things like that. Yes. And I myself as well got just got discharged from the hospital and my dad, they keep continuing oh. on drinking. Yeah. So there's nobody who really take care of me at that time. My sister and brother also all live very far. It's not really close to each other. So project with more missionary and Frank and Karen and Nello, they go there, they help me, and they told me that they would take care of me for a while, mm. and that's how they helped me mm -hmm. and have this job. They asked me to wow. open the clinic, and then also his wife uh -huh. as hygienist, and she wants to open the clinic, uh -huh. so she asked me if I will help her to help her in the clinic work in the dental clinic work so I say yes I will do that and then that's how she put me in the dental clinic work wow that's incredible mm -hmm. that's a beautiful story yeah what did it feel like going through leukemia how scared were you oh my gosh I um at that time I got very scared when I got yeah. that that this the, the doctor because when it started I was very weak and very pale and my dad just told me to go to the uh, clinic to go to see the doctor. So I did, and they told me that they have to send me to the big hospital. 
and I thought maybe like the country like you know because I just thought it's just like small sickness it's mm -hmm. not really a big yeah, deal it's thing. Not a big deal. so I just went and that they told me that you have to go to the big hospital and that they uh, they took me there and that they told my dad to go home so I have to stay there by myself in the hospital and how was your English at the time Oh my was goodness. it okay -ish? Just okay, <laughs> not really that good. <laughs> How scary. Yeah, yes. Now you're talking to all these hospital people yes. with, with not uh -huh. perfect English. Yes. I can't imagine how much, how scary that was. Did they have an interpreter for you? Yes, they okay, have an interpreter for me. So they told me that you have to stay here. And then the next day when my dad go visit me, they told me that I have um, cancer and leukemia. So I have to stay in the children's hospital for six months for that. And they told me that... Are they gonna give me the treatment, mm -hmm. chemotherapy, all those type of thing? And because in, in refugee care, when you heard the word cancer and then mm -hmm. in there, you can't survive for that. No. Those type of big no. disease things. So most of people would die from that. So, so you thought you were gonna die? Yes, I thought I was going to die for sure when I heard that they say you have cancer leukemia. Mm -hmm. But I say. I thought to myself, if it's hard, you know, just stay strong, you know. I told myself that, yes, this is what I have, but this is what the medicine they were going to treat me, and this is how long I have to stay. But in those times, I would just try to to keep myself to stay strong mm -hmm. and just keep fighting with it and yeah. so that everything would be all right. If not, then I just... Leave it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As a plan. Yeah. Wow. So, did you have support at the hospital? Did the people come visit you? You, yeah. you didn't feel too alone, mm -hmm. did you? Yes. Um. After I stayed there for a few, well, like maybe in a month, and then one of my teacher at school, they they told my principal, so my principal teacher, my counselor. So mm -hmm. he, my counselor, and my friends, they will come and visit me, mm -hmm. and they oh, also good. yeah they will come good. and visit me sometime, and also my dad. He, the church that he went, the church member also went and visited me sometimes, things mm -hmm. like that. And my Good. dad would go there, stay Good. with me. Good. Mm. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. I'm so glad you're better. And look mm -hmm. at you just thriving now. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced any racism or discrimination since you've moved here? Mm, no. Everyone, Good. yeah. No. Other people that I met, they all be kind and nice to I'm me. I'm so glad. Yeah. Happy for me. Good. Mm -hmm. What a great experience. Yes. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Is there any special proverb or saying mm -hmm. that your father or mother mm -hmm. um, taught you as you were growing up that is a, a Karen saying mm -hmm. that is like wisdom that mm -hmm. you would like to teach us? My dad will always tell me that like um, wherever you are, wherever you live, wherever you go to, whatever you go to do, but never forget where you came from, your cultural background. Mm -hmm. That's who you are, you mm -hmm. are Karen, so remember your manner. Remember how to respect people. Mm -hmm. Remember how to respect leader, older people, and just don't remember everything that because you come to the America and then you have to forget everything in the background. Yeah. No, you can't do that. So just remember and share with your friends or people. So just don't remember where you came from. Remember yeah. who you are. I love that. Yes. That is beautiful wisdom. Mm -hmm. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? Just everybody get along together. Share your culture together share where you came from so that just don't just don't judge people based on where they came from because mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. came from a poor place that and you came from a better place that doesn't mean that you're better than them no they're just doesn't. the same even they're poor or rich they're just the same like you so just 
understand each other, share each other culture, just be very humble to each other and yeah, understand this. That's beautiful mm-hmm. advice because we have no control over what yes. we're born into, whether yes. we're born into poverty or whether we're born into wealth. Yes. So we should treat each other the same. Yes. I love I mm-hmm. love your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you the most thankful for? I'm thankful for all that. The, the the right now everything that happened to me it's, I'm so blessed for everyone who's helping me you know how are you still so optimistic and joyful mm-hmm. even with so many hardships in your life yes um it's just a journey for us because some people for us it's it's journey to start in a hard life and then to get a better for some people will be like better first and then maybe get worse or the better. Mm-hmm. So but no matter what, for all us of people, for Karen, we all been through like a hardship but we don't put that as like a burden for us, like we have to be weak. No, we can't be smart. No, we can't do this. No, that's not that's not it. Whatever happened to us, we just have to keep strong. It mm-hmm. those times that happen to us, it it teaches us a lesson mm-hmm. that Whatever we make a choice, it's always gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. But soon and later, it will be easier, and then we'll be happy, and then we will we we will be happy. Because yeah. you don't seem to be mm-hmm. you never you don't seem to be sorry for yourself. No, never. No, not even when you got cancer, you never felt no. sorry for yourself. No. Wow, I'm really impressed by that. Mm-hmm. All right, your last question. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite quote? My favorite quote: Just uh, <laughs> treat everybody. The way as you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Yes. That's a that's perfect the, the way quote, to close. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. That's a perfect way to mm-hmm. close. I am honored to have met you, T. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank, Thank you for sharing your story, mm-hmm. your struggles, your beliefs, and mm-hmm. how to make the world a better place. Yes. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Meeting T left a profound impact on me. The thing that has stayed with me the longest since the interview was her lack of self-pity for the circumstances in her life. She accepts what is, makes the most of it, and chooses to stay strong and moves forward continuously. Not only T, but it seems her whole Karen community has also chosen this path and to encourage one another in it. It's as if she speaks for the group when she speaks for herself. She's living proof that everything can go wrong in your life, that you can still choose joy every day. You can still choose to get up and do your best, even when you have to work twice as hard for your basic needs. You can still fight cancer, even though it's not fair because you only just got a fair chance at life outside of a refugee camp. That is a type of character I don't have, yet yearn for. That is a strength from deep inside that comes from having overcome obstacle after obstacle in this life and lived to tell about it. That type of willpower comes from knowing you're not alone, that your community and family stand with you and their strength surrounding you at all times. The Dalai Lama says, It is worth remembering that the time of greatest gain in terms of wisdom and inner strength is often that of greatest difficulty. This is the secret to T's success. May we all choose to look for wisdom in the midst of our difficult moments in life, as T has. Thank you for listening to Gramercy. Remember, there is no them, just us. See you down the road.